Well, it's good to find us. Listen, listen, listen. If you haven't already, check out my girl Bahati Life on YouTube. In terms of keeping a um, pulse on what's happening with the planetary placements and uh, the energies, I like to listen to her. Um, but after today, I'm like, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> I need to listen to her on a more consistent basis and pay more attention. Um, You can tell when I'm aware of where the placements are, how to weave it into the Oracle messages that I'm giving you. But I think at this point, I need to keep myself to task because I I do want to be responsible with my Oracle readings. Now, here's the thing. So she's doing talking about the energy and so those of you who have been with me you heard my podcast where I'm talking about being ruthless in some cases being selfish and saying I don't have unconditional love to give you boo I'm not loving you 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 nor you I don't care what shape way form or way you're coming through and I started to use the words like ruthless and savage and like really going for it and so here she's she's describing the energy and um she uh she may have mentioned it before but i probably wasn't paying attention and or sometimes um um i'm not listening to every single because it looks like right now she's doing weekly messages but i i can't say that i i've been seeing her do them on a consistent basis <clears throat> The one I'm I'm highly recommending that you listen to right now is the one from February 7th, Message from the Guides, Your Best, and then in parentheses, Peaceful Growth Time Begins Right Now, Astro and Intuitive. I am 16 minutes in. It's a 25-minute message. But um, it's time. It's time that we start to understand the planetary placements a little bit more for yourself and for myself. And what it means, um, my, so one of the things she mentions is Chiron. And this is probably the first time, like when I tell you, I'm, I'm just falling in love with Chiron within the last 90 seconds, because she was explaining the energies, but I have always quote unquote hated Chiron. Um, it's one of those energies that I just, when I started to to find out that it would be orbiting or transiting, I just hated how I felt when I was around it. Um, Same thing like um, how I get a headache every time there's a super blood moon. Um, Those two energies, every time a super blood moon comes around, I get a really bad headache for days. I'll get it for like one or two days before and up to three days after, right? So, but with Chiron, one of the things that would always come up with me was childhood memories, childhood trauma, um, and I hated it. And I remember t- talking to one of my friends. <laughs> I started to put two and two together. And, and I don't, you know, I am just a human. And I think that, you know, this is supposed to help you pay attention for yourself. Um, and I'm the vessel kind of a thing. Um, But I have been kind of sharing with you guys that I am aware that I um, am susceptible to the energy sometimes even before 
the collective because I have a lot of water in my chart. Um, does it mean that I succumb and surrender to being pulled in a certain direction? Not, you know, if I'm aware and if it's low vibrational, then I, I know how to alchemize it to um, course correct it or heal it. I'm actually getting pretty good about it myself, if I must say so myself. But um, but I, I started to notice that, yeah, if some energy is coming through to for me to address decision-making, setting boundaries. And so here is Chiron for the first time. I fell in love with it from what she's saying, um, because for me in the past, anytime Chiron enters the scene, I'm dealing with childhood trauma. And um, I remember when I was younger, um, there's one brother, we're not on speaking terms, um, but and it's okay. We we are each other's karmics of a sorts. We compete with each other. Um, I would say some things, but maybe it's not nice right now, but I'm pretty sure it's going to come out in the podcast. But I have one brother that um, I aggravate his soul and he aggravates mine to a certain degree. <laughs> but I remember when uh, one of the conversations we had in, in life was, you know, I said, Every time I I I um pray to God, this is when I was a Christian, for for um patience, I get the most aggravating, difficult situations at work with people, and so he said, I said, I'm not gonna pray for patience anymore. Like I just can't be bothered. I don't want to deal with it. And he's like, hmm. you have to think about that. You just need to learn to get better at it. But that doesn't mean that you don't pray for patience. <laughs> I, I know I butchered his voice, good Lord, but it's like, but it's like, that's how the, the message is coming to me. Like, you don't stop praying for patience. You learn to kick its ass, like, like kick its ass with patience. And so it was one of those things where with um, Chiron, it's like, uh, you don't stop, you know, trying to disengage because what I would do is I would just actively disengage from the energy. I will go very strong energetically not to deal with the, I would like really detach myself. It's an energetic thing. If you get me, you get me, but I'm like, Oh, Kyron coming through. Woo. Okay. Let me block out anything that has to do with children, with parenting, with blah, 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 blah. And really drill myself into something that would occupy my time. And the next thing you know, oh, Chiron energy is gone. Toodaloo. Bye, bitch. You know? (laughs) But so with the way that she described Chiron energy right now and how I fell for it and how it manifested so easily in my life, it's like that's why it's important to understand the planetary placements and why we need to be patient with each other. And I think that in some ways, part of the the journey, we do need to be responsible with understanding what's going on around us. Um, because I probably would have handled that that energy a little bit more different and a little bit more holier than thou and sanctified and moisturized. But those more th- that was my response to the energy coming up for. Um, uh, she said that with the, the energy that came through last week. Um, which is right in line with those podcast messages, right? Um, were about your warrior state. 
um, being selfish in love, um, standing up for yourself, the fighting for what you believe in type of a stuff, right? And so then that's how it came out. That's where I'm like, the energy is there for me to be dealt with, right? And that's why consciousness and awareness is so important because like I said, if I had known it, it's kind of like, okay, this energy is coming to the surf- surface. Um, what it, what am I being called to think about in terms of conditional love? I probably would have still been a little bit uh, just as much as petty. Um, I still love that part of myself because that was very raw and very vulnerable. And it's a screenshot in that moment in time of like, when Chiron came through and was like, hey, bitch, what's up with your uh, unconditional love? I'm like, listen here, bitch. Okay, we're not doing it. Not to, not today and not to tomorrow. Get the fuck out of my house and lock the door on your way out. Like, don't let the door hit you on the way out, right? But very raw, very vulnerable. And kind of knowing that I had to work some through some stuff, but I think that maybe the better version would have been like, Ugh doorbell like okay Chiron come on through I made you some iced tea would you like some do you want honey in your tea okay what's good and this Chiron's gonna be like hey yo bitch <laughs> y'all I can't help it we gonna deal with um unconditional love let's go ma oh okay fine we have to deal with unconditional love so here's where I'm at I'm starting to understand that I need to unpack you know some resentment or some type of thing. I'm still learning what unconditional love means. I have learned that forgiveness is a component or one of the steps up to that. I have my clear-cut boundaries on I do not forgive. Um, I can forgive you for infidelity, but I'm not going to put you back in my life. I cannot forgive you for murder or molestation. Are we good? And kind of been like, sip the tea and been like, damn, the sunny is good. What kind is it? I'm like, Manuka, uh, Manuka, honey. Be like, damn, make sure you have it next time I come around. I'll be like, listen, Chiron, you got 5.6 seconds to get the hell out of my house. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And then Chiron will be like, see you later, bitch. And like, phew, gone, right? I hope you kind of understand <laughs> understand what I'm talking about. But it's like the energy is there for us to deal with. And if we're aware of the energy we can kind of process it in a in a way that's going to get us further ahead. You have to deal with it regardless, right? Um, and so if I'm that vessel to show you what happens when you're dealing with the energy from an unconscious level, right? That's how it comes out and that's how raw it comes out. And that's probably, you were probably dealing with that energy, not just with yourself. Um, and you need to figure out where, where you tested at, <clears throat> I highly recommend that if you want to do the inner work, go to um, Bahati Live's video and listen to how she describes all the transits and the placements and, you know, the trines and everything and start to take into account how you felt because it's going to explain some of the things that you went through. And it's also going to explain why your significant other or your children or your coworker were acting certain ways and how you dealt with those areas. And maybe that means that you need to have a come to Jesus moment, which is kind of like raise your vibration or come to the light type of a moment where it's kind of like, okay, it sheds some light on how you deal with those things. And don't be too hard on yourself because there's a reason that some of these things 
you know, like Chiron, they just love to just come on through our house, show their face, show their ass in some instances, and then zip on through. Some of the placements stay a little bit longer. Like we are still in Venus retrograde. Venus retrograde is all about, um, right now it's forcing everybody to take a step back and reflect. And sometimes that means that old exes are coming back, old, um, old situations in love and in work are coming back for you to either, um, resolve them, um, to double down on your beliefs in work and, and love. And, um, we're in that energy until March. Okay. And I'm trying to think on my podcast, like, I think I talk about those excuse me, those things for the most part anyways, but probably a little bit more than, than other months. We have been talking about, you know, work. We have been talking about love. What does it mean? What are the, the some of the things like this Venus retrograde? When I tell you I'm going to leave those a lot of the trash bags and um, baggage after this Venus retrograde, I'm a little frustrated, but I'm just writing it out until um, till March comes, but this is that time where it's going to be a distant memory to me. Like, yeah, I dumped all those trash bags. I revisited all of the old memories with the exes and closed all the doors and packed up all the boxes and shipped them out and burnt some stuff and had a bonfire with it and closed out those, those old energies so that when Venus goes direct, when Venus goes direct, now it's like, I'm, I have clarity. I have made my decisions. Remember, I've been talking a lot about how right now the energy that's going on and, and when you see people showing their whole entire face, their whole entire hand, their whole entire ass to you, it's because we are going through a phase where people are separating the, the, the wheat from the tears. This is very much Venus retrograde, not just in work, but in life, the way that they were stacked. Um, with the little with little sprinkles of Mercury retrograde, the way that we communicate, revisiting old conversations and and that type of thing, is forcing you to be like people are showing you exactly who they are. And but one of the things you know, any good divine source, any good um, person that you believe in is 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 um, orchestrating and helping you to co-create life. Is always going to show you who your enemies are before you're placed into your on placed on your throne. <clears throat> Any good divine source, which I you know I I believe in divine source, but some people do believe in in God, is always going to reveal to you the snakes in the grass right before you ascend. Because what you don't want is you don't want those people now in your kingdom. Uh, you know, when we talk about power plays on the chessboard, you, if, if, you know, you don't want to convert this person from a pawn with low power and low abilities to a knight and a bishop, and now they're wreaking havoc all over your board, you know, messing up your game, messing up your flow, messing up your royalty status as the king and the queen. And now you, you know, I'm thinking you're still going to win, but it's like, now you're costing me time. Now you're costing me plays. Now you're costing me other players, right? You don't want to, I've, you know, and so I've been talking about how, you know, on the low vibrational way of me um, expressing, because Chiron is forcing you to look at, and, and Bahati talks about this. I still have to hop onto the video and listen to the rest of what she said, but it's 
forcing you to deal with what you think about love. And in, in when she said that, it made me think about the conversations we've been having about unconditional love, right? And also Chiron brings warrior energy, right? Warrior energy. And you saw that. I was like, you can use the black queen on the chessboard to be ruthless and I was like girl I'm gonna be ruthless I'm gonna like shwee 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 with my swords like I'm sharpening my my swords in the cut honey like mess with me right I wish you really would right that that was my energy the screenshot of that time and I I kind of knew I had to do some of the work but again like I said moving forward I'm gonna pay more attention to it so that I can really squeeze the juice out of what the energy is there for me to deal with and pay more attention to how it's affecting people in my life because can you imagine if I had a significant other and he's coming home from work and he's like hey yo bitch you got and I'm like who is you calling it and so that warrior energy would be coming out and then now I'm in my warrior energy and now we got to fight and I got two swords so what's good you know what I'm saying so um <laughs> it's like just learning to be responsible with, with with the with that moving forward and I think that I'm willing to to um take on that as a part of my practice, my temple practice, um, especially as I'm relaying the Oracle messages so that we can really get the nitty gritty and everything out of those messages. Um, they probably would have hit a little bit more different or a little bit more potent, but, um, it is what it is, right? Um, it's about that Phoenix energy. We come out stronger every round. We come up stronger and wiser, right? So, I feel like I kind of made a non-secretor statement there in the sense that I was going somewhere and I kind of lost track of what I was saying. But at the end of the day, you know, um, we were talking about the Chiron energy and being ruthless. But yeah, you want to make sure that your enemies are revealed. If 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 you were going to play it anyway, you want to know who the opposition on your board is. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. So I was saying... Um, I was combining the ruthless energy, the warrior energy with the with the conditions of love and who do you help and what is charity. And so when I'm talking about going into future relationships with, with tenants, right, landlord-tenant relationship, and then I went a little bit step further and we explored what it meant for you to show love um, to family and friends who you may think that love is coddling them, but you're actually harming them and crippling them. And part of your karma is going to be dealing with the aftermath because you didn't um, hold the standard of high vibrational, you know, love. Love, we want it to be so rosy and so easy. And um, sometimes there's a thing called tough love. And sometimes means love means that you don't coddle someone. That means that you hold the standard. And that means that you have to have the balls or the ovaries to say, listen, um, my best friend here, like, I know that things are not going well with your landlord, but try to keep things on, on, um, on reasonable terms with them. Try to look for another stream of income and let's find you another property. Let's upgrade your uh, to another landlord that is in, a, you know, you probably will end up getting the view that you want from your apartment with more garage space and, and a better closet where you can put all your Louis Vuitton bags and, you know, 
Versace glasses and hold all the stuff you have anyways. Let's figure out how to get you, you know, another um, part job or another stream of income to where now we're upgrading your whole situation and you're holding them accountable. But if you think that love means that you're supporting your friend in their treachery and you're helping her plug up the toilets and the kitchen faucet and helping her, you know, break out the windows and flood the, you know, flood the hardwood flooring. If you think that's love or you think that it's loving to and supportive to, to just even be complicit and saying like, oh, tell the landlord all kinds of FUs and type of thing and, and, and being, just reckless or mean-spirited with the landlord um and i do recognize that there are bad bad landlords okay don't get it don't even (laughs) start with me but um but it's like if if you think that you don't have a responsibility to give a high vibrational message um under the constitution that that's love and and because it's so easy to just go along with them versus practicing tough love then um Part of your karma could be that um, Ray Isha ends up on your couch and doesn't pay rent. And God forbid you tell her that you want her to help you with the utilities. And now she's tearing up your couch and, you know, running the hot water just because she wants to run up your utilities and, 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 you know, kind of just being salty. And now she's gossiping and now she's telling other people that you're a bad friend. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that's, those are some of the things that, um, I hope you had time to think about and what that means for the circles that are around you. Um, and yeah, so let me get back to what Bahati life is saying, but listen, that's, that's like one of my spiritual bays right there. Um, she has, I've been following her for a while, but, um, you know, you can check her out. Another good one is Astro Kit too, but, um, yeah, I just thought that was so funny when she, I'm like, oh crap, I I really, my water energy, I really went with the flow with that energy. And yeah, that was my engagement with um Chiron. And um, this is cool for those of you who have listened to, to this part, but in the beginning, she talks about how there's energy for a Virgo to come in, Virgo or Pisces to come in. And I believe a Leo too, <clears throat> in the first couple like minutes. And I'm like, listen, um, I have Virgo in my chart, Virgo North Node and Virgo Virgo ascending or rising. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, if you are not sure who any Virgo people might be in your energy, I am your Virgo rising. I am Scorpio Sun. That's how I I think that people see me, but um my rising Virgo is how you are more likely to see me, but it, it is um aligned with my with my um, north node, with which my north nor- north node and my rising or ascendant are both Virgo. So at the end of the day, if that's how you see me, um, having to talk about finances and also Mercury rules Virgo, I think from what she said, I might have to go back and listen to it again. That's where you get me talking on a podcast and communicating, right? And I know it has to do with structure and discipline and attention to detail and structure organizing. Um, And so then you see those things coming through in the way that I speak and I communicate. So what a day, honey, what a day. Talk about powerful, upbeat and productive Monday, Um, sitting from the comfort of my home 
and um, <clears throat> I already stuffed my face. <laughs> I already had my tea. I love my tea. Uh, I just think of all the times I, you know, I was just so busy. I didn't even have time. Having my tea is one of the my most favorite parts of my day. Um, yeah. I'm sleepy. What happens is I need to stop. I need to press stop recording, but I am so sleepy. I just need to press it. So let's go ahead and finish that out. I hope that this was a blessing for you. And yeah, go check out Bahati Life and see what she has to say for this week and think about what you've been through and where we're going and how, you know, you influence.